I've been thinking a lot about turning points lately. If you look back, it's easier than you might expect to identify turning points in your life. Those moments where you decide to take a job or leave a job, move to a different city, talk to this person or that person. When you add up the cumulative effect of those kinds of decisions, you can get a pretty clear picture of how you got to where you are. In a lot of ways, the Packers and Vikings rivalry, such as it is, is about turning points, especially over the last decade or so. The moment when the Packers decided to trade Brett Favre was a definitive turning point for the franchise, and one that ended up affecting several years of Packers-Vikings games, even though he didn't end up in Minnesota right away. Favre's decline in Minnesota also led to changes there, which in turn begat more changes, which led to Mike Zimmer and the current run of good play we've seen to the west of Wisconsin. Last year's first Packers-Vikings game certainly represented a significant turning point. In one single play, the Packers season changed completely, and the ripple effects spread throughout the league. At the very least, it gave Minnesota a virtually uncontested run at the NFC North title and a playoff berth, which, of course, they ultimately squandered in pretty spectacular fashion. It's possible, I think, that this game could also be a bit of a turning point. The Vikings have had the Packers number lately. Three times in the last four tries, they've handled the Packers with pretty relative ease. And other than their pre-Christmas meltdown in 2016, the Vikings have more or less controlled every game against the Packers for pretty much two seasons plus. So maybe the Vikings have already moved past the Packers. The Packers are trying to play catch-up. So maybe it's the Packers that are trying to make a turn, and there's more to this weekend's game than just trying to get revenge for last season. Maybe three years from now, we'll be looking back at this weekend as the turning point in a new era of Packers dominance in this rivalry. Maybe that's too big of an ask for a Week 2 game with an injured quarterback, but maybe that's why this game feels a little bit more important, in addition to all the narrative weight from what happened last year in Minnesota. Maybe there is a turning point in the works here, and all it's going to take is another gutsy performance from a one-legged quarterback. Blue 58! Here are five things for you to think about during Sunday's game as we slide into episode 102 of Blue 58. First, the Minnesota Vikings have a formidable defense led by a very, very good secondary. But that secondary has a very healthy respect for Aaron Rodgers, no matter how many healthy knees he has. Xavier Rhodes, one of the leaders of the group, wrote at length about Rodgers in a piece for the Players' Tribune this week. He concluded that piece with this, quote, Rodgers just has it. And he can do it from the pocket, outside the pocket, running left, running right, while he's getting tackled. This guy has no weaknesses. He doesn't get frazzled. He's so accurate, always on the money. And the worst part? He knows it. His demeanor. His swagger. He's so confident in his game that it actually bothers you. And you can't even talk trash to him. You have to respect him because he's one of the best to ever play the game. End quote. Number two, just because you didn't write a piece for the Players' Tribune doesn't mean you shouldn't count out or should count out safety Harrison Smith. He's racked up five of his 18 career interceptions against the Packers, including three in his last two games. Number three, the Packers and Vikings rivalry has been characterized by cold weather, and for good reason when it comes to to playing at Lambeau Field. Most of the games recently have been late in the season. This is the first time the Packers and Vikings have played at Lambeau Field in September since 2008. And that game in 2008 also happened to be Aaron Rodgers' first start for the Packers. 
Number four, the Packers currently have nine former first-round picks on their roster, but in a departure from previous season, two of those former first-rounders weren't actually picked by the Packers. Muhammad Wilkerson was a first-round pick for the Jets in 2011, while Mercedes Lewis joined the Jacksonville Jaguars via their first-round selection in 2006. Finally, number five, Mike Zimmer's reputation as a defensive mastermind is very well-earned. The Vikings ranked 32nd in the league in scoring defense in 2013, but after Zimmer took over the next season, they've never ranked lower than 11th, including three consecutive top 10 seasons and the top spot in the league last year. So who could be an X-factor for the Packers this week? Well, assuming Aaron Rodgers plays, and if he doesn't, it really doesn't matter who the X-Factor is, the Packers will probably try to spread out the Vikings' defense. Going that direction could help the Packers attack the Vikings' secondary, but it could put more stress on the defensive line. And that could be a problem since the defensive line also happens to be one of the Vikings' strengths, especially along the interior, where Linval Joseph and Sheldon Richardson have teamed up to create one of the better interior pairs in the league. As a result, Justin McRae will have to do a much, much better job this week than he did last week if the Packers hope to employ their spread strategy, that is, to any reasonable effect. What happened the last time the Packers and Vikings played? Well, if there's an emblematic game to the Brett Hundley era in Green Bay, it's probably the Packers' 16 to nothing loss to the Vikings in Week 16 of the 2017 season. Playing on a soggy field on a wet night just before Christmas, the Packers actually gave the Vikings a pretty hard time. Between Hundley failing to come away with points in the red zone twice and failing to move the ball at all on other drives, including five drives with no first downs at all, The outcome may have been a lot different if there was a different quarterback, but instead it was just a slog of a game that ended with another disappointing, dispiriting loss. So who's going to win this time around? Well, the Vikings, I think, have the better team on paper. Nobody's really contesting that. And early in the season, sometimes that all that's all that matters. Just look at last week against the Bears. The Packers gutted out a win despite being added a serious advantage at halftime. So much like last week when I predicted the Packers would be farther along than in their team plan than the Bears, I think the Vikings are in a similar position over the Packers. Their deeper, more well-rounded roster will make the difference this week. But even with a hobbled Aaron Rodgers, I think the Packers keep it relatively close. Put me down for a Vikings win, 24-20. to Some survey updates for you. We've been doing this every week now since the season started just over a week ago. More than 60% of respondents to our online survey this week ranked their confidence at a two or lower that the Packers will win on Sunday. And after week one, people are down a bit on Mike McCarthy. 24% of respondents say they felt somewhat negative about his performance so far this season as coach. That's an increase over the week prior where just 8% felt somewhat negative. Generally, people are still feeling pretty good about Mike Pettin as defensive coordinator. 97% of our respondents were either somewhat or very satisfied with his performance as defensive coordinator so far this season. But this week, it's interesting to note a slight shift towards negative feelings. Last week, 53% of respondents said they were only somewhat positive about his job so far. This week, that number was up 
to 60%, meaning there are few people who fewer people who are feeling very positive about Pettin. Finally, 66% of respondents rank their confidence at a 2 or lower out of 4 that the Packers would come back and win last Sunday when Aaron Rodgers returned to the field trailing 20 to nothing. 24% of people rated themselves as a 4. I'm not sure I quite believe that, but I do appreciate your confidence. One last thought before we head towards game day. Mike McCarthy gets dinged a lot for his inability or unwillingness to adapt, but I think he's more aware of his shortcomings than people realize. In The Athletic this week, Packers writer shared a great quote from McCarthy that I think reveals a lot about his mindset and character. Quote, I'm a lot different than I was when I got here. I don't think I react as quickly or as harshly. When you're young, you have such a clear vision of how it needs to be done. The reality is, it's how you just think it needs to be done. If you don't learn by what you've done, you're missing out on a great opportunity. The experiences of being a head coach here and the people I get to interact with every day have shaped me as a person and as a coach. End quote. Maybe he doesn't change quite the way people would like him to. But that doesn't mean he's not capable of any growth at all. With Aaron Rodgers banged up already, maybe McCarthy will surprise us and truly embrace the quick-hitting, ultra-modern approach that we saw on offense last week. That would be some growth and a great opportunity for McCarthy to continue to learn. That's all I've got for you for this episode. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Blue 58. We'll see you early next week with a look back at the Packers and Vikings game from Sunday. Yeah, turn, turn.